It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we want to shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. Thank you so much for sharing some time with us today. We are very excited to be back in the studio, just Tabitha and I. I was adding it up last night and it's been over a month. It's been over four weeks since we've met like this and had... A normal episode yes. for us. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yes. And I'm really kind of pumped about what we're talking about today. So I might get fired up a little bit because I'm really excited about just yes. diving into all of this. But and just starting a new series. Yeah, getting back getting to back our normal to routine. The interviews you know, are fun. It was fun. It was, it was, was something fun. It was different, different to do, but... This is what we enjoy. Yeah, we love this part of it. <laughs> Looking at each other and talking. Yes, and it's love. fall and we're yes. finally... We've had a lot of warm weather but finally today it's a little cooler it feels like fall yeah well we told you guys last week that we were going to land in first thessalonians today and over the next few weeks as we do this little mini series because when we interviewed pastor and author john dell ashley and i both began reading his study on first and second thessalonians and we really saw the tie that it has to what is going on in the world around us today. So while we are a little bit behind in talking about Israel and the fighting in the Middle East and the implications it has for all of us now, we really just felt led to dive into scripture, specifically 1 Thessalonians. And today I'll just go ahead and preface this by saying we're not going super deep in 1 Thessalonians today, but we are going to lead up to that. So over the next few weeks, we can really cover that. Um, So over the next three to four weeks, we're going to look at number one, the history from a biblical perspective regarding the fighting in Israel and why we as Christians should pay attention. Also, what is our responsibility as Christians when we see signs of the end times? And then leading into the week of Thanksgiving, we're going to look at how to be at peace and maintain an attitude of thankfulness in the midst of what may be going on around us. And as we begin our study today, there's not a ton of scripture from 1 Thessalonians, as I already said, just because we're laying the groundwork and discussing the history. Now, I'm a little bit of a nerd, so the history part... I'm loving, but just bear with us through as we talk about all that. And then next week, we'll look more at what 1 Thessalonians specifically has to say. So, you know, maybe you found yourselves like us. You saw that war had broken out in Israel. You've seen the devastation that began with a surprise terror attack by Hamas. You felt sad and hopeless all at the same time. But over the next few days, You've started seeing, and recently, you know, now you've started seeing this great divide among even Christians over the support of Israel and Palestine. Maybe you've read comment threads supporting one or the other, and it's just brought more confusion over what the cause was, why is this going on, and maybe you've decided to stay quiet because you just don't know enough of why we should be in support of one over the other. 
And while we don't have all the answers, we want to look at scripture and allow scripture to guide our conversation. So today's topic is going to be what I like to call an aerial view. In one episode, we do not have the time to go super deep, and we're not even getting into the book of Revelation. We're not well-versed in prophecy, but what we hope this episode will accomplish is to give the average Christian a simple yet educational perspective of what is going on around them and why it's important. You will not be a Bible scholar after this episode today, but hopefully you will have basic information regarding Israel, why it's important to pay attention anytime Israel is in the news, and what it all means to us. And I think it's very important for us to know yes. as Christians at least something. It's very important. Not you to know? just bury your head in the sand and be like, oh, well, I can't control what's going on. This is, you need to know what this means. Yeah. And that's what we're hoping to do today. Yeah. So we're going to begin by just giving some basic history. And so this is a lot of information. I'm going to be talking a lot, but I'm going to try and work through it as quickly as possible. But I just want us to be able to grasp and understand that this is not new. Fighting in Israel, fighting in the Middle East is not new, and it began all the way back in Genesis, and so we're going to walk through that. A lot of this history that I'm talking about actually comes from the Pour Over News, which is on Instagram. They put a timeline up that was very educational and informative, so that might be something that you want to check into if you want to see a visual of this. Um, But we're just going to dive into this, the history, so bear with me for just a moment just to understand the ongoing divide among the nation of Israel, the Jews specifically, and Gaza, where the Palestinians live. All right. In 1700 BC, Israel was settled by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And remember, Abraham had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac was by his wife, Sarah, and Ishmael was by Sarah's handmaid, Hagar. And through these two sons, the conflict began between their descendants. So it began all the way back in Genesis here. Throughout the time, Israel, the Israelites were dispersed. Some were placed into slavery. And then Moses, remember the story of Moses, is raised as the new leader. And in Exodus 23, 24, as God is giving Moses instructions in conquering the promised land, the land that God had promised the Israelites, he says, Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them. And verse 33 says, They shall not dwell in thy land, lest they make thee sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it will surely be a snare unto thee. Exodus 34.10 says, God said to Moses, Behold, I make a covenant before all thy people. I will do marvels, such as has not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord, for it is a terrible thing that I will do with them. Observe thou that which I command thee this day. Behold, I drive out before thee the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, whither thou goest, lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee. But ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves, for thou shalt worship no other god. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. All right, so God had told Moses that when they made it to the land that God had promised them that they needed to drive out all that were living there. 
All of them. <laughs> All of them, not yeah. just some. That's right. And I know that sounds harsh, but they were worshiping the people that were in the land. We have to understand they were worshiping other gods. And these people were evil people, were cruel. Mm -hmm. They were awful people. They were violent beyond our imagination. They were worshiping idols such as Baal and they were sacrificing children. children. This was not just, oh, let's, these were such great people. Right. No, these were bad people. And God did not want his people getting caught up in any of that idolatry. He did not even want them to make covenants with them because it will cause them to get caught in a snare. What is a snare? It's a trap. trap. Yep. And then we jump to Joshua. Remember, Joshua then helps the Israelites conquer the land. He leads them through. But let's read Joshua 15, 63. The land is being divided. It's already been conquered, but I want you to catch this little verse that we could easily overlook. And for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the children of Judah could not drive them out, but the Jebusites dwell with the children of Judah at Jerusalem unto this day. That's a very small verse. We could just be reading through that as Joshua is dividing up the land and not think anything about that. But it has but, a lot of context. <laughs> yes, because that was disobedience to God. Sure, they drove out most of them, right. but not all of them. And because of this group of people that they deemed innocent, They are still experiencing the fighting over the land all these years later. However, in spite of everything, King David established Jerusalem as Israel's capital, and this is also where his son, King Solomon, built the first temple. So we get to that point in history, and now we're going to jump ahead a little bit, still very far back. We're now going to be in 931 B.C., Israel was divided into two kingdoms, the northern and the southern. The north, Samaria, was established as the capital, and the south, Jerusalem, remained the capital. But the Assyrians and Babylonians conquered the north and the southern kingdoms and began pushing the Israeli population out. Fast forward then to 538 B.C. After 70 years of exile, Persia's Cyrus the Great allowed the Jewish people to return with no king under the Persian And this is over a period of time. Then the Greek, then the Roman control. And in 63 BC, during the Roman Empire, the land was given the name Palestine. 636 AD, Islam begins to spread quickly in the region. And the Dome of the Rock, an Islamic shrine, get this, was built in Jerusalem on top of the ruins of the second temple that was built. So then we jump to 1517 through 1917. That's 400 years the Ottoman Empire reigns. Palestine remained under Islamic control with Christians and Jews facing persecution. More Jews were pushed out of the Holy Land. And now we're in the post-World War I era. Britain and France split the land. Britain was in charge of Palestine, which caused even more tension in the area. And then during the Holocaust, many Jews wanted to flee to Palestine, but Britain limited the number of Jewish people who could migrate there, and more fighting over the land ensued. Britain left the region and left its guardianship up to the United Nations, and then the UN proposed a two-state solution, and the Jews agreed while the Arabs were not happy. 1948, Israel officially becomes a country. And do you realize that that is the world's only Jewish state? That's crazy. It is crazy to think. (laughs) It is crazy. All right, then guess what? Mm. War begins again. Israel won the war and seized more territory, and Egypt took control of the Gaza Strip, and it continues. 
Guys, this is only a portion of it. War after war, fighting over the land. In 2008, Egypt brokered a peace deal between Hamas to open the Gaza's borders, but other militant groups like the Islamic Jihad didn't adhere to the ceasefire, causing Israel then to close its borders again. In 2014, more fighting between Hamas and Israel and tensions have remained high as the Israel-Hamas war began on October 7th of this year. I know, that is a lot, but that just gives us some background as to what has taken place for literally thousands of years. This is nothing new, and even today, because of their disobedience, Israel, Jerusalem particularly, is still fighting to defend what God had given them all the way back in Genesis. That's right. But now today, I think there is a greater significance in the fighting, but it has been going on for a long time. Long time, yes. So us as Christians, why should we support the Jews in Israel? Some people may have that question and be thinking about that, especially seeing the divide between the support right now. But in simple terms, the Jews are God's chosen people, and we are obligated as Christians to protect and defend his people. And while the new covenant allows Gentiles to get in on salvation and thank God for that (laughs) and the promises of God, the Jews are still his chosen people. We see in Genesis 12, two through three, that it says, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And this is God talking to Abraham specifically about the lineage of the Israelites. And in Isaiah 41, God tells us again that Israel is chosen by God. And in verse 11 says, Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. But you know, something that I really find interesting is we heard about all the wars that have come against Israel. They're still there. Yeah. The Jewish people are still here. And you know, God promised to leave a remnant, that there would always be a remnant of his chosen people. And it just, you know, you think about the Holocaust and all the things that's what we, you know, learned. But there were so much, so many more conquests during that time Mm -hmm. to completely wipe out the children of Israel. And yet God has allowed them to still remain. So that's the history. But how does this affect us today? And this is where we will get into a lot of scripture, not that we haven't already covered a lot, but just stay with us. Before we move to the teachings in 1 Thessalonians 5, let's look at what Jesus himself said in Luke 21, 8 through 11. So if you have your Bibles, open it up to Luke 21, because we're going to look at a lot of scripture right here. But it says, take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass. But the end is not by and by. Nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Mm. All right, so let's talk about there's going to be wars and rumors of war and commotion. We think about Russia and Ukraine. We're all the time hearing about North Korea is going to attack somebody at some point. 
China is wanting to invade Taiwan. Now we have Hamas and Israel, and you know they're surrounding them on every side. Really, that's a lot of wars yeah. that are going on, and that's just right now at this moment. That's not you know even prior years. But not only that, verse eleven says there's going to be great earthquakes. You know, I thought about automatically. Do you remember the Indian Ocean earthquake and the tsunami from December twenty six? I think it was two thousand four. You know, that was an undersea earthquake with a magnitude of 9.1 struck off the coast of Indonesia and killed at least 230,000 people in 13 countries all in one Mm, day. I mean, that was crazy. October 8th, the day after Hamas invaded Israel, do you remember Afghanistan had a... um, Earthquake that killed 2,400 people. And it's crazy. I had typed up these statistics. I was watching the news this morning. Iran had an earthquake this morning. Oh, wow. I didn't yes. know that. I don't know how, you the know. The magnitude of yes, it. Yes, but <laughs> it's just we're already hearing about that. Yep. You know, and then you think about pestilences. That's just a deadly and overwhelming disease that affects an entire community. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is, didn't we just come out of a three-year pandemic yeah. of COVID-19? Or, yeah. And people are still facing still, that, but yeah. that's still a sickness that we're still getting. Um, and we're continually hearing about new diseases mm-hmm. that are constantly coming about that, yep. that are, you know, it's worldwide crazy. or it could be yeah. centralized or whatever it may be. We're hearing about that. You know, I think about weather and nature Mm -hmm. changes you know the news calls this climate change right right. we've got climate change we've got this going on we got global warming yes global (laughs) warming do you know what christians call it we just call it signs of the times the bible tells us everywhere yes the bible (laughs) tells us all of these things are going to happen this is nothing new to god and it's really nothing new to god's people because he has warned us that all of these things would come about and we are seeing it live And looking at Luke, we're still in Luke, verses 12 through 19, persecution will come to those that follow Jesus. And then in verses 20 through 24, Jesus specifically talks about Israel. Remember, this is prophecy from Jesus regarding the New Testament church. Who is the New Testament church? It's us. Raise your hands. We are. We are the New Testament church. Those of us that are Christians after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So let's just read verses 20 through 24. It says, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So a couple of things. You know, he says wars, rumors of war, earthquakes, all of those things. But you're going to see that, but the time is not yet. 
But then when he talks about when Jerusalem is surrounded, that's why as Christians, we've got to pay attention. Yep. When we see Jerusalem, when we, when we see Israel surrounded, we know that we need to look up yep. because the time is coming um, that Jesus will come back. And we're going to get into that a little bit further. But okay, so Hamas, Palestine, other Arab nations, they're ready to move against Israel at any time. The people of Israel are going to flee from the nations that come against them. And it's interesting to me, and I read this right after the news reports came out, but he specifically talks about babies in the womb and those that are still nursing. And for any of you that watch the news, and I know that this is horrendous to even talk about, but what were some of the reports that Hamas did? They tortured, Mm. they decapitated, they murdered innocent babies. Mm. We know that in war, innocent lives are lost. And you know, I hear a lot about Of course, we need to care for the Palestinian innocent people as well. There are going to be innocent Palestinian children that will be killed in the crossfire. And as Christians, we believe that all lives are precious. But what I want to point out is, do you see specifically the horrendous acts of murder and torture of babies that Jesus speaks of? And we saw that right before our very eyes. The Jews then are led away captive. And didn't we see that? Yeah. The point of all of this is not to be gruesome and to bring despair, but to reveal that these are all things that Jesus himself said would happen. Exactly right. So, okay, Jesus prophesied that these things would happen. So what does that mean for us? What do we do? Let's look at verse 27. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Y'all, I may just shout Ooh, over yes. here because I'm Amen. just like, we're and looking for it. These things begin to come to pass. Then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Look up and lift your heads for your redemption draws nigh. You will be redeemed very soon. So that leads us to to First Thessalonians and what Paul tells us. But man, those verses, like I just have chills <sighs> all know. over, tears in my eyes because that's, that's our, our hope. hope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's our hope as Christians. Yes. Like we see the devastation and it breaks our hearts. Yeah. It truly does. But that's our hope is Jesus is our hope and we're looking to him right. to come back. So that leads us to the word rapture. Yep. That particular word is not in the Bible. But what rapture means is to be caught up, specifically caught up in the air. And and in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, it describes what New Testament believers call the rapture. So let's just read this together. Verses 16 through 18. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever Ever be be with the Lord. Lord. Amen. Yes. Jesus tells us exactly what to expect when we see these things come to pass. The crazy weather, the wars, the rumors of war. Israel under attack. He says, the end is near. I will return for my followers. And let's not misunderstand this. This is harsh, but he's not coming back for everyone. That's right. He's coming back for those of us that have hope, that have salvation in Jesus Christ and in him alone. And if you look back at verse 14 in that same verse of scripture, those of us alive 
and those that are asleep, and those are just followers of Christ who have died, Mm -hmm. is their bodies will be resurrected at this time. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus, once again, those that have died, will God bring with him. Yes. That's what that verse of scripture says. That's that's our promise. That's our promise. That's salvation. Yeah. We have that hope. We have that promise that the Lord is returning and he's going to take the bride of Christ with him. That's right. Man, what hope. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it's like we see all this terrible things, but we can still look up and we can still be optimistic and hopeful yes. because we have a savior that we know keeps his promises. That's right. And he tells us he's coming back for us. So, Tabitha, what is the purpose for us talking about this today and going into this series over the next few weeks? Well, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is where I want you guys to read 1 Thessalonians 5, specifically verses 1 through 11. Um, And this just reiterates the point that we are not in the dark of all of this. The purpose of all of this is that Jesus did not leave us to ourselves, wondering what's going to happen. But he didn't want us to be caught off guard he tells us exactly what's going to happen. He said there would be earthquakes and weather changes in unusual places. Check. Check. (laughs) He said there would be wars and rumors of wars. Check. Check. (laughs) He even said that nations would rise against Israel. Mm. Check. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's all happening. We're seeing all of this with our very eyes. But do we tremble in fear? Mm -hmm. Do we hide out until it's all over? No. The purpose of this is, prophecy from Jesus is to bring us hope. Hope that as the believers of Christ, we will be saved. We will be resurrected at the coming of Christ. Whether we're still alive or whether our bodies have been put in a grave, we will live again. But until then, we can hold our heads up looking for the return of Jesus at any moment. So what's a challenge we can give to our listeners? Because I know some do worry about things that are going on. Maybe they don't understand what's going on. Right. So what's a challenge for our listeners right now during this time? Man, my biggest challenge would be to be ready. Oh, amen. Be ready to go when Jesus comes back. Because right. at this moment, there's no prophecy holding him back. That's right. You know? Yeah. So do what First Thessalonians 4, 18 and 5, 11 says. It says, comfort one another. Comfort yourself and lift up one another. We have hope, but we must be ready to go at any moment because it could happen anytime. And also, as a follower of Christ, reminding ourselves that while, yes, things may continue to get worse and we're looking for Jesus at any time to return, while he tarries, it's because of his long suffering to this generation. What do I mean by that? For every moment God holds Jesus back from returning for his bride, that is an opportunity for one more soul. Yep to come to know Christ and that just God yeah as much as he wants to come right now you can imagine the wrath that you can imagine how they're feeling in heaven seeing his people under attack and the awful things Hamas is doing yeah he has every right to come back every right to come back but think about your children think about your grandchildren that still need to come to know Christ I think about people in our youth group I'm sorry but they weigh heavy on my heart all the time I think about those kids in our church yeah that have heard the gospel and they haven't moved. And they haven't moved. Yeah. I'm praying for them. And you know, I'm, I'm, he's, he's tearing. Like you said, yeah. he's waiting for that last soul. And that's because of his goodness. That's right. And, you know, for those of us that are saved, for uh, while we wait, 
We live out Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go yeah. ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Amen. We're not just yes. supposed to sit down. No. And, and give up. And he gives us a comforter. And we've talked about the Holy Spirit. Go back and reference that episode to understand what the Holy Spirit is for us as believers. Mm -hmm. But he gives us that as a comforter to be with us while we wait. But, you know, so many times as Christians, and yes, he tells us to look up, to be Mm -hmm. waiting because our redemption draws nigh. But sometimes we get caught up in like, God, why are you allowing all of this stuff to happen? And yet we need to have a mindset of, but he's tearing because there are still souls that need to be saved. There's still work for us to do. Yes. And we have that responsibility that Matthew 28 gives us to tell people about Jesus so that they can come to the knowledge and understanding of salvation. That's right. If you can't tell, we are so excited Woo! to be talking about what we are talking about today. It's just something First of that's... all, we're just happy to be yes. back here studying the Bible. But secondly, I mean... And this... actually talking to you guys. Us yes. actually coming on and, and speaking to you guys about what's on our heart. Yeah. And this has been on both of our hearts. and It really has. And we, we hope that y'all know that we don't just throw things out. We pray about things, right. you know... And we ask God to give us what we feel like our listeners need and want. And this is the direction that he has been telling us to go. So we really hope that today has been encouraging. If maybe some things that are going on in the world have brought you depression and despair. Mm -hmm. And we hope that you have found hope in this episode and know that that we have, us as Christians, have hope. And if you know people out there that don't have the hope you have, now's the time to talk to them. Now's the time to share this episode. Yes, because now God could tell Jesus, now's Go the time. Go get my children. So be ready. That's be ready. right. So we're so excited about this series. We are just getting started. So yes. tune in next week as we continue to look at First Thessalonians and how Christians are to behave and live during this time. As we're calling it. The end times. The end times. So make sure you guys are following us on social media to stay informed of everything that's going on. We're going to always be linking some resources and things that we are studying and maybe sharing. Hey, get ahead of the episode. Read these verses. Make sure you're following us, Instagram, Facebook. And as always, remember, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. See ya.